It's all about Southampton. The So So Show with Zoe Hansen and Simon Clark. Hello and welcome to The So So Show with Visit Southampton. Light up your social life. If it's happening in the SO postcode, you'll hear about it here with her, Zoe Hansen. And him, Simon Clark. I like how we sort of do this introducing into the boxing ring. And him. <laughs> right, this week we explore a creative space the whole community can be part of. We are all about the community. This is an amazing resource for the community, this building. We have some fabulous spaces here. And there is a fantastic new place to eat in Ocean Village. The name itself means in Italian, no worries. So that's the idea. The concept is a modern Italian dining experience. You can tell who on your road has got AstroTurf at the moment, can't you? <laughs> what, because of the difference in colour? The only ones with any green on their lawn. I say any green. If you're anything like me, you've got a load of weeds showing their faces. <laughs> there has never been a better time to get out there with weed killer than right now because right. they're the only green things on your lawn. Yes, but weeds, right. So I walked out my front door, I went to the shops, I came back and there was a weed about a foot tall <laughs> that wasn't there when I'd been there half an hour previous. It was like Southampton's very own Audrey too from Little Shop of Dollars. <laughs> and then the hose pipe ban is coming in. I mean, I know it's been the driest July. Please don't let that go on for too long because I need paddling pools. It's actually been one of the driest years on record for over a century. Right. And I did notice you've got the paddling pool outside. I was going to say, you need to move that, otherwise it's going to kill the grass underneath it. And then I thought, actually... <laughs> <laughs> it's keeping it safe, actually. It's very green under there. But you know why I've got water in the paddling pool? It's school holidays. We haven't been here for about 10 days. So the water in the paddling pool is now for the flowers right. in the pots because the water butt is completely dry and so I'm just filling it up out of the paddling pool. And I did feel like, because there was a hosepipe band coming in, I did feel like I would be going against the rules by using anything to do with water at the moment. You know, it's very much save water. I didn't want to get the hosepipe out on the garden and I didn't want to go to a car wash. So I waited until I drove down to my folks in the West Country <laughs> and had a car wash there. They had four hours of rain yesterday. I mean, like, they are the greenest place in the world. I mean, I have considered next time I go to London while I'm up there, I'll get the car wash. Yeah, you're right. And the other thing is, you know what? Cricket pitches, they're all like tennis courts. Mm. They're very protective of those things, aren't they? The 100 starts at the Aegeus Bowl this week. In fact, tonight, we're recording this Wednesday. I'm going to watch it tonight. But what do they do? Is it because it's a business they're allowed to? I would assume they're still allowed to water the grass because without it, you can't have the sport, can you? Wow. In the same way, if you're a car wash, I'm sure there's got to be some kind of exemption. Shall I take my paddling pool up there they might need it <laughs> i was gonna say actually can i take a couple of buckets of that away with me it's like black market water out here <laughs> dealers turning up outside your door with buckets here zoe can we have some of that paddling pool southampton's podcast the so so show there is a creative space in southampton that the whole community can be part of you might be aware of it but if you're not let's find out more about what the mast mayflower studios 
have to offer you. From Sarah Scott, the Executive Director. Mask Mayflower Studios, we are all about the community. This is an amazing resource for the community, this building. We have some fabulous spaces here. We, we call ourselves studios because we have three studio spaces. So we have a big, big old sort of 450-seater space, but we also have two other smaller spaces. And we are all about being here for the community, being part of the day-to-day lives of everybody. So we want to we wanna do things that people find exciting. We want things that people can come and see, People things that people can come and get involved in, take part. And yeah, yeah, that's, that's what we're all about. But we just need people to come through that door and into our magical Narnia world here. I think that some of the shows that you have on are phenomenal like having the world premiere of fantastically great women that changed the world how did that feel oh it was amazing and and what's been so fantastic with that piece is we we opened it we saw it we saw it grow through that process and you know i saw it about six times while it was here and i have to say it was so exciting to be part of because what an amazing piece of theater and actually now it's off and it's got its own life and and now we're too small for it and and actually <laughs> you know that's okay you know that's what we're about we want things to come through our processes here you know and um yeah it's a very exciting uh time to be actually in the theatre world I know people talk a lot about you know the kind of doom and gloom emerging from the pandemic but actually we're brand new and we're we're very excited about what we're doing and we are at the beginning of something here so every time you know someone new gets involved someone new comes and sees something it's just like come and be part of it really come and be part of what we're trying to achieve so what shows do you have coming up let's let's have an array of them absolutely so so like sticking with the family family work because you know that's um, fantastically great women was a fantastic example of that so we've got we've got the gruffalo coming up in in just a couple of days time which is you know a classic but then we've got some really fantastic um, family pieces across the autumn so we've got things like room on a broom and the dinosaur show and we're working again on our own show at christmas time which is a real early years piece called Down the Rabbit Hole so lots of family things um, but also we've got some fantastic drama coming up in just next week we've got a brand new piece of drama coming into our Studio 2 space called SAP part of the Women's Writing Prize so that, that will start with us but then it will go on to Edinburgh so we've got that really interesting brand new writing kind of fringe work but then moving through to pieces like Othello we've got the marvellous Frantic Assembly the most um, renowned physical theatre company in the country part of the set tech you know, bringing their Othello to us in the autumn. We've also got Richard II, which is um, being performed by the incredible Tangle Theatre. So Tangle Theatre are um, a a company that champions black and Caribbean work. And so that will be the most amazing uh, reimagining of that classic, Richard II. So we're really excited to be opening that. And then, of course, we've got musicals. You know, we we wouldn't be be a Mayflower venue without musicals, would we? So we've got um, new musicals coming. So that, that's that's the difference here. So we're we're doing different things. We're doing new things. So we've got the incredible unfortunate musical coming, which is a piece by Fat Rascal, which uh, Fat Rascal are one of our associate companies. So they're a female-led company doing really brand new, funny, satirical musical work. It's this tale of Ursula the Sea Witch, uh, but it's definitely not a family show. So I just want to make that very clear. It's a kind of 16-plus show. It's uh, you know it's exploring what that villain you know who she is and where she's come from so yeah oh <laughs> yeah well I didn't know that 
I was thinking, okay, this is like Wicked is to The Wizard of Oz, but it's a little more adult than that. It's very much more adult than that. And, you know, uh, we, we had one of the company come down and perform one of the songs in our recent birthday party. And uh, it's just fantastic. Just like, you know, that female villain role and actually, you know, talking about if I was male, I'd have been given kind of an OBE by now, but no, I'm the baddie kind of thing. So, so yeah, we're really excited. And also Bombay Superstars coming, which is a brand new musical as well, sort of featuring a kind of um, timeless kind of epic story, love story, um, you know, telling the story of two performers in sort of Bollywood musicals. So really exciting, lots of different things and, and lots of comedy. Of course, we do lots of one-nighters here. Um, so we've got all different kind of comedy acts coming through the autumn and into next year as well. And then we get towards Christmas. We're all about Christmas right now. It seems silly in the summer, but <laughs> we've got like Christmas read-throughs coming up and we've just had Christmas kind of production meetings. So yeah, we're all getting excited about that too. And what is the big show for Christmas? So we have Alice, a musical adventure in Wonderland. So yeah, it's very exciting. So if anyone saw our Peter Pan last year, it's very much a sort of similar approach. We're kind of looking again at that classic. We've brought in some fantastic contemporary songs. We've just cast it. We've got an amazing company of uh, sort of about 55 or so young people aged 11 to 18. So just amazing locally talented young people that will be bringing that show to us. So we've got Alice there and then we've got Down the Rabbit Hole, our Studio 2 show, which will be a company of three um, performers, really intimate, really lovely, gentle first experience of theatre. So really from babies through to that kind of five or six, but for the family. And the whole building will transform into Wonderland. So we are doing work with lots of different community groups, creating kind of art installations. So you'll be able to come into the venue and just yeah feel like you're in the world of Wonderland and then go on those little adventures. Because that's one thing that you do amazingly well here. I know when it was Peter Pan last year, the whole place became Neverland, didn't it? Absolutely. I mean, we are a very um, overexcited group of staff, <laughs> I have to say. And, uh, you know, we do get very into our theming and, and just, um, just we're excited to tell those stories and actually involving the community and creating all of that artwork. It's so fantastic because then, you know, little Johnny who worked on it in their school session comes in and says, oh, that's my bit. I made that, you know. So it's just amazing. It's amazing to see. And it makes us um, really sort of proud of, of, of what we can do in the space. I smiled mm. whenever I drove into London and saw a massive advert for fantastically great women who changed the world, yeah. knowing that it had its premiere and a lot of the development work for it was done here in Southampton. Yes, right. I feel like we should be very proud of those things. And actually, Mars Mayflower Studios, if you haven't been there before, just pop in and have a cup of tea in the cafe. Just have a little wander around because it's a really lovely, lovely place. I've only ever been the once. And okay. that was on the opening night when they had that fantastic play on called Shadow Factory about yes. how... When Southampton got bombed during World War II, they moved all of the production of Spitfires out into different locations. Yeah, yeah. But since then, I haven't been. So I really must make the time at some point to, to go in there. Maybe next time I have to hold a business meeting in Southampton, I'll go and hold it there. Yes, or come with me to see Ursula. Now, is that the prequel to The Little Mermaid? Yes, it about is. About how the evil witch ended up quite so bent evil. out of shape. Aha, uh aha. -huh, uh -huh. And I, I've already pointed out this show to my nine-year-old daughter. Unfortunately, she's not going to be able to go because apparently it's very adult. You see, I thought that had the potential to become a bit like 
Wicked. Wicked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We shall see. It's all about Southampton. The So So Show. So I've been away on my holidays and I would like to just tell you what I've learnt. Very much about myself. (laughs) I quite like driving, which is lucky because it was six and a half hours. We went to North Wales. We went to Snowdonia. I don't like heights, which is a shame because we were glamping at a place called Zip World, where you go off this stupidly high zip wire. Is that the world's longest zip wire? Isn't it about a mile? I think it's fastest and, oh, I don't know. All I know is it's high and you are on a zip line. See you later. I'm not doing it. I also learned that I don't really like caves. So I don't like going up high. I don't like going too low. What are the downfalls of going to North Wales? There's a lot of caves. There's a lot of caves. We went in a cave and it was this thing called Bounce Below. Lots of people will enjoy it. Lots of people. But the first sign you see when you get to this Bounce Below, which is effectively a trampoline park um, in a cave, is... There is a sign that says, danger of death. Uh, what? What? And you go out onto this netting that's all bouncy, but it's like this massive game of snakes and ladders. So you go up some stairs, but then you come down some slides and then you bounce around again. And there's all the, oh, la la. Welsh caves have got a lot more exciting than they were when we used to go on holiday in them. Because in, in, in those days, it was literally, we're going to go down a slate mine. Okay. You've seen the inside of one slate mine. You've seen the inside of all. Of them. It's but slate. Now they stick <laughs> trampolines in them and stuff oh, like wow. that. Oh, wow. I know, look, it's fascinating and it was brilliant. My little and my friend and her little boy absolutely loved it. They just got really involved in it. We went on this thing called tree hoppers as well, which is sort of like a go ape thing where you go up onto these trees and you're on a, a line, you're connected up to it. Um, And I was like, I'll just do the little course for like the under fives. That'll do for me. Um, And the other thing I learned was I snore. Many apologies, Claire. I'm so sorry. (laughs) The other thing that's happened just recently is, you know, that this this trip to Snowdonia was a prize. Oh, that's right. (laughs) I remember. So I entered a competition on a stationer's Ryman on their website. And I won a glamping holiday in North Wales. I am so lucky because I've won more prizes, Simon. We went to the Hedge End Gang Show. <laughs> Adventures in Pantoland. It was fantastic. Josh was amazing. And we won how many prizes in the raffle? Three. Four. Wow. Four prizes in the raffle, including a candle and a Toblerone. Boom. Watch out. <laughs> Forget your holiday. It's where it's at. Hedge End Gang Show. The So So Show. This week, the City Council has announced its bid for £55 million worth of government funding to help pay for lots of different projects and schemes around the city. In total, they want to spend £80 million. Do you want to know what it's going to go on? Go on. Well, they want Sweets to... Sweets and chocolate. No, sadly not. <laughs> they want to it's not going to be an ice rink either okay um they want to reconnect the heart of the city to green and blue spaces so they're going to do repairs to the bargate they're going to create a bargate square including paving that reflects the history of the area plus a bit of landscaping some new lighting and they're going to put a water feature in there as well do we need another water feature in bargate we've got the one just down in west quay yeah, but no, no, I think a water feature is always lovely. Okay. I think it's a real relaxing thing. Cool. 
And we are surrounded by water. That's Why true. not? Okay, fair enough. Mind the hosepipe ban, though. More cycling from Itchen Bridge to West Quay. The Royal Pier is going as well. The, well they're going to get rid of it. What's left of it? At last. Yeah, it's going. Oh, my gosh. And uh, both East Street and Bargate could be closed to vehicles and pedestrianised in a bid to improve walking and cycling. East Street is pretty busy with pedestrians anyway. Yeah. I don't know that there's many cars come down there, but yeah, I suppose if you're looking for a coffee or a bacon sandwich from Greg's, you're going to drive down and park outside. Disappointing to read that in the £80 million plans, they're not going to do the cable car from... Um, bitten all the way down to the docks like what it made perfect sense (laughs) that's what we need southampton's podcast the so so show if you like italian food we've got some good news there's a new place to eat in ocean village it's called figurati and here's owner chris to tell us more so uh, the the name itself means uh, in italian no worries so that's the idea the concept is a modern italian dining experience you know when we came to ocean village and looked at this beautiful unit to start with we looked at, at the sort of panoramic views of the marina and we thought wow what would really work here and so uh, the concept is a modern dining experience on a friday and saturday night we've got like a dj playing some really cool like uh, vibes nice and low whilst people are eating and then trying to uh, turn it a little bit more fun as the night goes on really. So it's Italian but what kinds of foods are on the menu? We've tried to take the I guess the traditional Italian dishes put some modern spins on it everything's fresh you know of of the highest quality really so yeah it's just uh, we we think it's um a, a premium Italian experience. If people come down, they're absolutely going to love it. And I think you, you've tried some of the dishes. So I've been in twice now. Yeah. So I can run you through about 16 <laughs> dishes that I've tried yeah. now. Yeah. Uh, so the pork cheek in polenta, with yeah. polenta. Yeah. The octopus. Yeah, that one looked amazing. It does look amazing. And you can see that everybody that's tried squid before goes, OK, I'm going to go for that. <laughs> with an ink vinaigrette. Yes. Yeah. There's nowhere else in town serving no, that, you no, know that. No, and I think that probably is our favourite on the menu. People literally love it. Yeah. The calamari's super fresh as well, and for people who are gluten-free, it's available gluten-free. We have customers come in and order their first portion and then say, you know what, like... Can I can I squeeze a, a, another portion in before the mains? Do you think so? Which is a great position to be in. So, what's your favourite? Well, if I'm if I'm having a little sneaky snack before dinner and not telling my wife, it's the arancini balls are amazing. Um, the chef would probably want me to say one of his more exciting dishes, but for mains, it has to be the beef cheek lasagna is it is truly incredible it's really like the reviews on that people literally love it they normally say we can never have mince in a lasagna again after that yes right okay you've talked me into it are we going back in now yeah (laughs) we'll stay here all day when you're setting up a restaurant let's call it these days Look, Figurati is beautiful. It's a very well thought out, lovely restaurant. Do you have to have Instagram in mind? I Do you have to have? I think um, being socially aware definitely helps you reach a target audience. I guess it's who you're trying to reach. You know, I'm still a strong believer that uh, online, offline works. But d- does it need to be Instagrammable? Yes, but it doesn't necessarily need to be. You know, we have venues across different target markets and it just needs to be 
it needs to look great in comparison to its competition, I guess. And, yeah. you know, here, Figurati is probably the most Instagrammable of venues with the panoramic views, with the uh, amazing decor and the food that does look truly incredible. Um, so does it need to be? No. Does it help? I guess I, I think it's probably a, a good marketing strategy, I think. Yeah, definitely. Because if people see it on Instagram, then they go, oh, where's that? What's that all about? I know when I first came down here and had a meal, that's what people were saying. They're like, okay, where's that? And it looks fresh. Well, um, so Fridays and Saturday nights, you've got DJs on and... You can come down, have your dining experience, then the the tunes are a bit cranked up. The music's on all the way through to 12 midnight, like we've got the terrace out the front. You know, this uh, on Saturday, people were dining out, sitting there with their bottle of wine, looking over the million-pound boats and yachts. Uh, that they will never own. Yeah, I know, I know, <laughs> but we can all dream, can't we, Zoe? That's Chris, the owner of Figurati, which I am now putting at the top of my list of places to visit. You know, the dish to try so start with the octopus and it does look like octopus (laughs) and then um and then go to the lasagna and i know that sounds sort of quite basic but they make it with beef cheeks yeah you said it sounded amazing in interview because you know Mm. everyone thinks mince but actually beef cheeks yes i always make a chili with proper chunky beef i always make a shepherd's pie with proper chunky oh i um roast a leg of lamb yeah pull it apart so you've got uh almost like small slivers of lamb yeah and then that's what goes in the shepherd's pie. Ah, oh, well, they are. I once then. spent. You're six, so posh. I once spent six hours making a shepherd's pie, only for the kids to turn their nose about it. <laughs> it's all about Southampton, the So So Show. Now, last weekend, it was just that most beautiful moment when the lionesses brought it home and they won the European Championships. Oh my goodness! I was so proud of the lionesses. And so proud of Southampton. You know, we hosted three games. One of them was the Lionesses. And it was just fantastic to already have all the Lionesses merch at home. (laughs) (laughs) Flags, pictures of the team. Oh, wow. Did you see that Walkers had produced a load of limited edition bags of crisps to hand out on Wembley Way? Right. And instead of Walkers, it said winners. Oh, wow. And then right in the middle, it just said, it's home. Oh, and they were brilliant. handing them out on Wembley. What would they have done if we hadn't have won? I think the whole It's Coming Home was about it being played in England. Yeah. So it's still home. But yeah. they would have had to have tipexed out the winners bit yeah. really quickly. <laughs> Just eat your crisps and shut up. <laughs> <laughs> on the subject of walkers, walkers can now trek all the way from Cowshot to Portsmouth thanks to a new section of coastal path that opened this week. How would they open that? Have they just been down there with a couple of bags of gravel? Okay. A lot of gravel. There's now a 52-mile route which starts at Chowshot Castle yeah. and then you go to Hythe, then you hop on the ferry to Town Quay, then you go past uh, Southampton's Gold Coast, the Western Shore, then into Hamble, then over the river on the Pink Ferry, then yes. out to me on Foreshore and then round to Portsmouth that way. It's 52 miles. You so you're going to do it next Tuesday then? I'm going to do it. Later in the year, when I've got a bit more time free at weekends, I fancy it. I've found my walking boots on my holiday a couple of weeks ago. I did a fair bit of walking, so I've now got an appetite. I'm going to do that walk. Not in the same day. 
but maybe over a couple. Yeah, good for you. It's our part of the nationwide project they're calling England Coast Path, which eventually will become the longest walking route in the world. It's going to be 2,700 miles. Fantastic. And I know that friends of mine, they have done probably half of it now. Every few months, they just go off and they do four or five days just constant walking the coastal paths. And they just think it's brilliant. Do they mark it off on a map? Yes, apparently. Yes, so they know exactly where they've got to stop, where they've got to start. That's brilliant. Which pub they're going to stay at. The important factors. Exactly. The So So Show. Let's find out what's happening with Visit Southampton. Light up your social life. Okay, there's something very exciting going on. You're wearing fancy dress to the 100? Uh, no, never would. Fancy dress. (laughs) Funny for five minutes. (laughs) I hate fancy dress. My mate Matt, who works for uh, the BBC, was interviewing three women in lion onesies on Wembley Way. (laughs) He stuck on his Twitter a photo and he said, if anyone ever asks me what I do for a living, I'm just going to show them this photo. Anyway. That's brilliant. No, right, okay, this has got nothing to do with me. This is in Hedge End. This is in Marks and Spencer's in Hedge End. There is a very special Percy Pig pop-up shop to celebrate Percy's 30th birthday. There is a selfie wall. There is a pig and mix. Nice. Oh, yes. A Hamble Food Festival is coming up September the 3rd. I know that feels like a mile away, but it's creeping up. And it's when the kids go back to school. Please let it come quickly. I haven't done a food festival in ages. No, and I shouldn't for ages. <laughs> um, another thing that is going to be absolutely brilliant, West Key Roller Disco. Some of them are silent discos. Some of them are like different music. You've got like 70s, 80s, 90s, whatever you like. Jump on the West Key website or on the app. You can book from the 15th of August. Well, you can book it now, but it opens from the 15th of August. And I am going... At the end of the month. And I can't wait. I cannot (laughs) wait. I can see it in your face. I know, I'm so excited about it. Um, And then, this is a little bit further on again, but I think this sounds wonderful. And one of the best sort of Christmas experiences I ever had was at Marwell. This year, they are doing Glow Marwell. And this will run from November the 18th to December the 30th. They're doing an immersive light event. So this will all be lit up. They've got thousands of bulbs. They've got all sorts of things, illuminated stuff going on there. And they just do it very, very well. So you know that the animals are all going to be looked after. There's going to be no, like, disco lights in with the zebras or something. But but they always do it very, very well. And the manor house in the middle is all going to be lit up. And I think it's going to be really special. That sounds lovely. Well, thanks for listening. And if you aren't already following us on our socials, please make sure you do on Twitter, on Instagram and on Facebook. Set your notifications because we've always got something good to win. And we love finding out whatever it is in the area that you've discovered and that you are a fan of. Yes, because you know what? It's summer holidays. If you can share somewhere that you've been that you think is great, then let us know so that we can check it out and tell everybody all about it. Especially if they're doing Kids Eat Free or Kids Eat for a Pound. (laughs) Because I know one mum in particular who is all on board with that. (laughs) And 
In the last week, we have given away a family ticket to Poulton's Park. I mean, the response was incredible. It just proves Poulton's is just an amazing day out. How many messages did we get asking if the deadline had passed? (laughs) It was incredible. Have a great week, Zoe. And you, Simon. And thank you for listening. You've been listening to Zoe Hanson and Simon Clark on Southampton's podcast, The So So Show. 